Today on In the Weeds, we have the privilege of sitting down with Tamika Morrow and Phyllis Bond, two women deeply invested in the lives of teenagers in the city of Pontiac. God put a very specific burden on Tamika's heart for kids facing the hardships that she herself faced. And then she brought friends into this meaningful work too. We can't wait to hear from Tamika and Phyllis. You're invited to listen in. All right. I heard you took 21 students all over the country on a college tour. What was that road trip like? (laughs) Fun. (laughs) Hilarious. Uh, Exhausting. Uh, All of the above. A little daunting. (laughs) Like when Tamika first mentioned that she wanted to do this trip with the students, I was like, no way. That is crazy. Like... And that they would stay in hotel rooms by themselves. I was like, no, like <laughs> something very bad is going to happen. But I love our faith. You, you hear that? I know it was. <laughs> but I did experience God really calling me to do this. So there was no way I could say no. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I was a bundle of anxiety leading right up to it as we're digging through their bags, looking for their vape pens and (laughs) everything else that could go wrong, you know? But T's confidence in what God has called us to do is huge. It's huge. And how many days were you gone? How many many days was this trip? Five. Five days. Five days. Yeah, but the trip ended up being great. Like I told (sighs) Phyllis, she had a phenomenal experience. (laughs) (laughs) But but the kids, though, like, and I told her, it was like, we have a relationship with those kids, right? They respect us. They know us. And it was only one who chose not to want to follow instructions, but we took care of that. But the rest of them, I mean, they follow instructions. We tell them to be back at a certain time. They were five minutes early even. Like, they were just so respectful. They were just having a great time. They were enjoying themselves. So they were very respectful kids and they had a blast because like I was telling Phyllis and she know from talking to them for probably all of them. Yeah. <laughs> that could have been, you know, most likely their first time out the state of Michigan. For sure. Yeah. And and wow. even in a hotel. Oh, yeah. Right. At restaurants. Yeah, restaurants. Were they excited right? about like, ordering different types of food? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But even like that's something that I'm excited about too because we took them on a five-star dining experience and I made sure that the restaurant we chose did not have cheeseburgers and chicken fingers. <laughs> I had right. to make sure. Right. So they had to try something new. And specific students that were impacted or specific memory? Oh, yeah. Like, um, I think, like, one young woman, Faith, mm-hmm. as we were at North Carolina a and Central. North Carolina Central. North Carolina Central. She's actually, she's finishing, she just finished her first year at a community college going into her second year, but she's filling out the applications online on her phone as we're standing there. And, you know, she never would have had an opportunity to even think that leaving this the state, let alone a community college, would be a possibility. So that was pretty huge. I yeah. think um, one of the young gentlemen was a big history fan. What is it in D.C.? The The Eternal Eternal Flame. Flame. Yes. I mean, it was like powerful for him, like tears. Mm -hmm. So it was, there were so many moments. I couldn't even, there were so many moments with so many of them that I felt like it was this moment where their world got bigger and they saw 
the world and themselves differently. Mm-hmm. And even the one student who, the one <laughs> that I partnered up with Phyllis' husband, Dave. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> he was so funny. It was hilarious. And he can talk circles around Dave. Dave can handle it. 100%. But he, um, he was always, you know, anti going to college. He just wanted straight military or whatever. Um, but we went to, was that Bowie State? It was like, Bowie. Yeah, we went to Bowie State. And he learned about this ROTC program there where they can get their degree and also be enlisted in the Army. And it, to him, he was just like, wow. Like, he yeah. never knew that that was an option. He never knew he had that opportunity. And so now he, you know, was excited about it. And now he's thinking about going that direction. That's really cool. Yeah, and, and Nurse Faith, she Nurse Faith is over here coming up with her um, fundraisers and yeah. stuff like that because she said she got to raise some money to pay for her North Carolina Central tuition. <laughs> I, I mean, the, but the fact that she's Bake even sales. going there, right? Yeah. yeah, she is so serious. She is it's totally awesome. serious. How many um, historic black colleges did you visit on this five-day trip? Four. Yeah, we went to four. Um, we just so happened that we were there during Juneteenth. And so that took one of our days. We didn't know the schools would be closed that day. So we did four, but they were big, though. We did Howard University in Washington, D.C. We did Bowie State in Maryland. We did North Carolina Central University and North Carolina A&T. And how did the students afford to do this with you? (gasps) We have some, we have a really big God. I'm not kidding you. The cost was about $1,000 a student. Um, and if if God didn't provide that amount, Mike was going to be driving everybody in a yeah. passenger van. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. So that, that was the backup plan. I already had those days carved out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we just kind of put a call out there to people that knew us. And um, one night, Dave and I just invited a bunch of our friends over, a small group. Tamika and Darrell just really shared their stories and their passion and their love for these kids. And out of that one night, like... We got enough to cover the trip. Got enough to cover the whole trip. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, like our last episode, we got your story. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the two words that came to my mind was, like, God set you apart, set mm-hmm. apart. Mm-hmm. Not for yourself, but for something else, for mm-hmm. other people, which is where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. So for our listeners, what are you doing right now in the, in the city of Pontiac at Pontiac High School? I, I just, I, I remembered my story. Right. What ended up happening is, you know, God in education was it it is still my testimony. And so I found, you know, that there's other kids who are just like me in similar situations, you know, that that's like me, not having a mentor, not having anyone who blazed a trail before them. And I always wondered, you know, what's going to happen to them? You know, like, God, if you didn't show up for them the way you showed up for me, what's going to happen to them? And so I truly believe that God allows us to experience these elements of him so we can go and share that experience with others. And so as a result, we started an after-school program called Imagine at Pontiac High School. And um, it's just been so phenomenal. And so what we do is um, provide tutoring, and we also provide mentoring to the students. I was like, back in the day, you know, if you say free food, we would show up for stuff. You know, so free food, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's how we actually attracted a lot of people to come from free food. Um, But what we also do is have those conversations because that was, I think about when I was that age, what did I need? You know, I, I would have liked to have someone that could listen to me. I would like to have someone that can hear my heart 
and, and, and handle my heart well. You know, I would like to have someone who can inspire me, give me hope, you know, give me some direction, you know, especially, you know, being a trailblazer in my family. And so we always have these conversations and we talk about different pressing topics that I know is going on. There's nothing new under the sun, even if I was born in the 70s and then or 90s or the 2000s even. Like, there's still nothing new under the sun. Yeah. And so we, we create this safe place for them where they can open up, they can share their hearts, they, they have a place where they can feel heard they can see, feel seen, they can feel valued, they can feel celebrated, they can feel like they're a part of something, you know, that's greater than themselves. And they also can be inspired, you know. We're intentional, like when we have like the career panels or whatever, I bring in different people from different backgrounds with different professions, different careers, and some of them share the same testimony as the kids, you know, but to see them excelling in law, and some were judges and, you know, all types of stuff, you know, to see them doing their thing and they were once in that seat, you know, to inspire that hope, and and it's amazing. We, we take them on trips and we give them different experiences. We take them on a yacht on Tuesday! Oh my gosh! You're going on a yacht? We're going on a yacht, yes! <laughs> They're so excited. I'm like, I gotta hope somebody jump, but I can't swim to catch them. However, <laughs> we're going on the yacht on Tuesday. Uh, but just those experiences, because I, I feel like for the kids, it's difficult to dream to go somewhere if you don't know what else exists, right? And so to be able to have those experiences, to see it, to taste it, to feel it, it'll give them that drive they need to, to make it happen. But other than that, I see myself in those students. I see... You know, the impact that environment has. You know, you always ask the question, nature versus nurture. When I first started college, um, I was in my room studying and my dad came and took my little baby and placed her on my books and said, this is what you'll be studying the rest of your life. And that's when I made the decision to move and go stay on campus. Mm -hmm. So I know what it's like to not having anyone champion you, you know, to, to do better and to cross that finish line. So I see that, that all the negative energy, you this and you're that, you know, all that negative talk. Like, I see that, you know, the school system not believing you because of your socioeconomic status or where your parents come from. I see that, you know, those feelings of, of fear and, and self-doubt. Like, I see all of that. And I just want them to know I overcame it and you can to. And, and, and praise God because he got somebody and some people that's coming alongside of you to make that happen. Yeah, it's a really cool story. So, you know, last episode, you know, people had a chance to get to know you, Tamika, mm -hmm. which was a fascinating story. If you didn't hear that episode, please check it out. So now we kind of jumped into things, but who's this uh, woman sitting next to you? Introduce us. <gasps> who's that lady? Who's that who's lady? Who's that sexy lady? <laughs> 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 this is my friend, my sister, my partner in mm, Christ. Crime. See? See what see the difference? I said Christ, she said Christ. She's so I feel like you guys had She's that scared. all planned out because it was choreographed. If you could actually see what just happened right here. Right, our listeners, there's some dancing. No, that is the overflow <laughs> of the union. Oh. No, Phyllis is hilarious. This is Phyllis Bond. Um, Phyllis joined our Imagine team this past school year, and she has been so on fire. Her and her husband, Dave, just came, and they jumped right in. Phyllis is a bad influence because during tutoring hours, Phyllis wanted to pull them aside and play Uno and <laughs> stuff like that. 
that, but but Phyllis has been so amazing. Like her and her husband, like I said, they came in and they bonded with the students, like fell in love with the teens and just been a, a big advocate, you know, for the teens, for their future, for college and just their overall well-being. And I totally praise God for the Bond family. Um, they have been a major blessing, a major asset. And as you know, we couldn't have done it without them. This young lady has a lot going on in her background. But she fell in love with Phyllis and bonded with Phyllis at a whole nother level that she let Phyllis into some of her most intimate spaces of her life mm. that I haven't even been invited into, mm. you know? And that's how amazing it is. That's how amazing Phyllis is that this young lady felt like she can trust her with her most vulnerable state with her most vulnerable situation. And that's a God thing. That is the God in you. And that's that love and that overflow that you just pour out. And it's just so impactful to the students. And then Dave, we had this one student um, got a, a starring role in a stage play, something he always wanted to do. And Dave didn't mind. Now, Dave is a hardworking man. At least that's what he tells us. Well, Phyllis. he's a hardworking <laughs> golfer man. <laughs> a golfer man. <laughs> but he would get off and, and he would help, you know, transport the student to and from rehearsals and then take them to get some dinner afterwards and then sit there and have this whole one or two hour, you know, talk afterwards. And, and you think about that, like, they don't have to do it. You know, they don't have to give so much of their energy and their time and their resources and even their, their community and their network. But because the love that God has in their heart that he's allowing them to, to pour out to these teens has been so phenomenal, so transformative. And I just, I totally praise God for you guys. Oh, you, you are, are so, so amazing. Kind. I definitely understand the why, um, but how did you start Imagine? Like, did God prompt you? Was it sudden? Was this slow cooked? How did it move from an idea to action? One day I was in prayer. And as I was praying, um, I had this vision again. And the song by Lauren Daigle came on called Rescue. Mm. And it was like, I had this vision. And it was like, I didn't know it was Pontiac High School at the time. Um, but it is, you know, because once we got in, it was like, oh my God, this is Pontiac High School. But we were walking in. And as we were walking in, it was like kids that were like, under, I would just say baskets for lack of a better word. But as we were walking in, they were coming up, you know, out of those baskets. And you can see in the vision that we were the people that they were waiting for. Like these kids were in hiding, you know, but they were waiting for us. And God spoke and said, I'm sending you wow. in as my army to go and rescue these kids from the grips of poverty. And I was just like, and I was in tears, you know, I was in tears and just overwhelmed, you know, at that, but excited at the same time that God has opened this door to make it happen. And I, I went back to Linda at the time and um, and I told her about it. She's like, okay, well, you got to meet with the principal and, you know, get permission. And she was like, this principal is very not nice. You know, we hear, you know, it can be a little tough and this, this, and that. And I was like, God and already showed me vision. We're getting in there. So, you know, I shared my story. And that's when she just like opened up and she was like, you know, you would be the first group that's coming in, you know, with this type of story who's just really here to service the students and not looking to get any monetary gain. So she was happy about that. And then she was like, whatever you want, whatever you need, you name it, I'll make it happen for you. Oh, wow. I just can't. Again, every time I just sit, listen to you, I get so jealous. Like, that God way, has such a call. Well, the way that God talks to you. I know. Yeah. I feel the same way, Mike. I, I just know. like, It's man, clear. I was like one of those times. And I had just looked up proficiency scores because I was curious. Mm -hmm. And 
It says math is 3% and reading is 14%. That is terrible. Every kid, when they first come into Imagine, none of them, when they first start, had aspirations to go to college. Yeah. I mean, none of them. You know, some of them didn't even care if they were going to graduate high school. Yeah, some didn't even care if they were going to graduate high school. And so it's like, you know, when we start talking to them and inspiring them, what we find out is not that the kids are ignorant. It's not that they can't learn, but they never really had a reason to. If they weren't going to college, they didn't really care about graduating high school. Why are they going to do the work? Why are they going to put that time in? You know, and so it was that. And so it's like God utilized us to let them know there's a reason, you know, and now they have this reason. Their grades start getting better. You know, (laughs) it's like we gave out more um, financial rewards this year for 3.0 or above than we have the last couple years, you know, but um, but their grades are getting better because now they had a reason. And I think the narrative that they hear over and over again, whether it's from family or the world around them, is that college is not it's not an option. First of all, it's too much money. You would never be able to afford it. You wouldn't be able to handle it. I mean, you just should hopefully graduate high school and get a job and just try to make some money. So I think for them, that is a constant. It's spoken over them so often that when they start to hear and see a different message and see a different possibility in other adults' lives Mm -hmm. that have come from a place where they're at— you, I felt like you could see mm-hmm. halfway through the year, like their minds just opened up yes. to a whole different possibility for themselves. It did. It's pretty incredible. And we like to talk about this one student. Um, when he started, he started with us towards the end of the first year of the program. And he... I, real quick, how long ago was that? Like, what was the first year? 2021. So this is new. This yeah. is like... Yeah, because we were supposed to launch in 2020. Yeah. But you know what happened in 2020, so we launched in no, 2021. Me, it was 2020. I know something in the past. We don't think about that. But um, <laughs> but this guy, he came in and he was just so just annoying to, to say because I was like, you know, what do you want to do with your life? Nothing. Okay. Right. Well, what do you like? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. What's your favorite food? Nothing. Mm-hmm. You eat, don't you? <laughs> like, what do you mean? But it was always that. And, and, and then he finally said, you know, you know how many diagnoses I have? I've been diagnosed with this, 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 this. And I take all these meds. I don't feel anything. I don't like anything. I don't have a favorite anything. And, and so, you know, it was this, this kind of awkward exchange. And, um, but he kept coming back. And that was the weird thing. I was like, mm, okay, Lord, he keeps coming back. You know, so obviously you're doing something here. And so um, last year, so last school year, I think he was the first one at the door when we opened up <laughs> in October of last year. And I was like, All right, is he really the first one at the door? Like, really? But he was there. Um, and he was, um, looked like he was excited to be back too. He tried not to show us, but right. looked like he was excited to be back. After that first year, we went to Top Golf. And he was enjoying himself. I said, oh, something you like? Oh, you like what? Oh, 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 oh. And so then he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like it. I like it. And then he's eating. He come back. Miss Tamika, can I order something else? <gasps> you enjoyed your food? Oh, my God. Two things in one day, you know. When we went on, when we took them to um, the Charles H. Wright Museum and the Five Star Dining Experience in Andiamo's um, downtown Detroit Riverfront, um, he was taking a lot of pictures. And I was like, oh, you like to take pictures, huh? <laughs> and he was just like, 
And he was like, yeah, like, ah, something you like, you know? And I was like, so you're going to be our photographer. We're going to put you on the leadership board and you're going to be our photographer slash media specialist. He was like, oh, okay. We went on a tour of College of Creative Studies. And this fella fell in love with this school. He was so in love with the school. He was asking all these questions and he was serious. I was like, it's time to go. He's like, no, no, no. I still got to talk to this professor over here. I said, you better go and have that conversation then. You know, so he's having a conversation. We toured the dorms. He came back out. He's planning about who his roommate's going to be. He's working on his ESA letter so he can bring his cat with him. Like he's on fire. And when I tell you to see this kid, you know, at our end of the year celebration, having so much fun fun. And I, was that Phyllis? I think Phyllis captured his picture. Joy. It was just pure joy. pure joy. Pure joy. And now this is the kid who put on his eval. Now I believe that one person truly can change the world. Mm, wow. And to see hope restored. So you're talking yeah. about inspiring somebody and restoring hope. Oh my God. Not only does this kid like a lot of things now, because we did a thing for Christmas about his favorite things. He was filling that paper up. So he's liking a lot of things, but he's also coming to the knowledge of himself. You know, yeah. who he is, what he he's capable of, what he's able to do. And he is like, he's hoping again. He has plans to go to College of Creative Studies once he graduate. His GPA when he first started with us was like a 1.8 or something like that. Now he's consistently getting a 3.5 or higher. Like this kid is rocking it out. And you'd look at him. I know. And you just be like, and his leadership skills. That's what I was thinking. Oh Even my just, gosh. Like, you, I couldn't pull up with things to get out of the car without him running out to help. Always helping, always leading, always listening. Yes. Like you realize too, or at least I realized, like these students don't really have fun that much. Mm -hmm. Like so to even like, even like when Tamika would say, you know, we're going to take them to Oxford and, you know, jump around at the trampoline park. Mm -hmm. And I was like, really? You think they have fun? <laughs> to, you realized like they don't. Our kids get to go have fun right. all it's the a time. Privilege. Mm -hmm. It's a privilege, right? Right. So to see them come to life, even the yeah. the pure joy of having fun. Right. That. Being it's a kid. Really sweet. They Being had an a opportunity kid. to be a kid. To be a kid. Yep. Phyllis, which day of the week do you volunteer and in what capacity? Um, Could you well, walk us through what it's like? Yeah. Yeah, I would love to. Um, well, it's we only meet on Mondays. I mean, the first, I will, I'll be honest, the first couple weeks, like probably up to like, week four, Dave and I would get in the car and we're like, how are we ever going to make a difference? Like I could, like, they didn't really seem to connect with us. And Tamika and some of the other mentors just kept saying, look, it's consistency. And we could really see that. Like once we got past like month one, maybe even month two, when they realized, oh, they're going to keep coming. Then we were able to make some connections and really get to know them. But before then, it, you know, we were just some people coming in to help. Somebody always brings a meal, which is so fun because um, Tamika's the only one we don't let bring a meal. <laughs> I know she because, can do it. Uh, Tamika? <laughs> no, no, she's not. And and the one time she did bring in a meal, it was gluten-free spaghetti. Oh, what are you doing to these <laughs> kids? They, they, said they still have what? PTSD from it. <laughs> They still talk about it. Like, who, wait, somebody brought in spaghetti and they're like, who made the spaghetti? We're like, not Tamika. Not Tamika. So somebody brings in a meal and they eat, which, you know, it, that to me was even eye opening. Like, it was mm -hmm. like they would eat and eat. And then 
they would put things in their backpack to take home to their families. So eventually, like what Dave and I realized is we need to bring like twice the food as what we thought because these kids really, they care about their families too and they they want to help take care of their families. So anyway, they eat, they pull out their homework. I play Uno. Mm, mm, mm. Some of them do homework. How is that associated with the homework? It's getting their... Assertiveness search for it, their color skills. Yes, reach. It's teaching reach. them how to interact. Reach for it. I'm reaching, babe. Yes. I'm reaching. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it was a way to connect with them. You know, playing games was a way for me to like sit right next to some of them and connect with them. And then generally we would have like a topic. So they'd wrap up with their homework. Either a speaker would come in or like one time we had uh, for three weeks in a row, we had a panels of different people in different professions that they could aspire to. We had someone that came in and talked to them about finances and played games with them for a couple of weeks and taught them all about finances. So and eventually what we do is we break them up, boys and girls. So like the men uh, mentors will take the guys out into another room and the female mentors take the girls and we ha- go to a little bit of a deeper place. That's my favorite because this is where they do get really vulnerable. They do get really honest. And it's like when Tamika said she wished that she had somebody that would have sat with her and just mm-hmm. heard her. Like you can just see that first of all, some of those things I don't even think they allow themselves to feel or think about. But in that space, they could. And there were people that love them and and will keep showing up for them. So that was where I saw, like, the most change. That's where I was able to connect with the one mm-hmm. young woman that was just open with her heart. Um, and then after that, we all come back together. This is, again, one of my favorite things. Tamika has written on the board their I am statements, like their affirmations. And every single one of them, before they leave, they have to stand up and speak those out loud. And, you know, in the beginning of the year, they were like rolling their eyes and they're like, I am loved. I am created in the image of God. And then by the end, they're like, I am loved. I am created in the image of God. Like they're speaking it out like they know it. Right. It's like it's the power of the word. So um, and then we all drive them home. We split them up. They hop in whatever car and we take them home. And how long have you and Dave been part of this? Just this year. This school year was our first year. This past school year. So you did it for a full year. Yeah, did a full year. So what what have you learned about yourself in this process? Anything? Uh, I have learned that uh, I don't know as much as I thought I knew. You know, Um, I think I've learned the power of just loving. You know, I've learned that um, I, and I'm not just saying this, but I have learned so much from Tamika's faith. People are capable of of change. Mm, Yeah. Legacy doesn't determine future. And so this is only going into your third year of doing this. And so there are some success stories. Oh yeah. A lot of them. So to to uh, the you already mentioned faith mm-hmm. in, in Zawadi, mm-hmm. so maybe just share a little bit about their their journey with Imagine and where they are now. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so oh, they so cute. So they're both going back to school. Yay! 
good. Going back to college, mm-hmm. which is amazing because I was looking at some data recently and it said for Pontiac School District, only like I think 20% or some of the kids would go off to any type of post-secondary education, whether it was college, trade school or anything like that. But the percent that went back that second year, I think was down to single digits. Like it was really, really bad. Um, But both of those are going back for their second year. So they're both excited. Um, Faith Faith is so cute. Faith, um, I told Phyllis, we we didn't think we had to teach her this, but, you know, now we know. So Faith um, had a couple courses that was not part of her prereqs for the nursing program. So she thought she didn't have to do anything with those classes. Um, No, no. Mm-hmm. So as a result, she did not. And she got zeros in those classes and she didn't understand why they gave her a zero. <laughs> I was like, you didn't drop them for one, but it's a thing called general ed requirements. Like we all got to do it to get a degree. Um, but as a result, it put her on an academic probation. But when I tell you, this girl says she is getting to North Carolina Central by any means necessary. She was able to go and advocate for herself. She was able to get all her um, financial aid back. She was able to get back in school. She got her classes set up. She got her A game on. Like, she is ready, you know. And so she's excited. She's looking forward to it. And I'm just so proud of her. I'm proud of her tenacity. You know, she know how to go after. She know how to get it. She's making a phone calls. She's, you know, sending me this, sending me that. Like, she's just taking care of business like she's really focused it's it's remarkable i have to ask you because i think only you can do this just because you came from a similar background Mm -hmm. i'm pointing to tamika people listeners don't know what i'm pointing at so (laughs) (laughs) um when is when is the the fine line of empathy and the sympathy for some of these students and then when do you have to be tough you always got to be tough. She see, is so tough. See, that's the part that's, it's like, because they, they come from such yeah. bad backgrounds, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, a lot mm-hmm. of them. And they come from these backgrounds, but then you come in and it's like, uh-uh. Why is that? The, I, that the toughness is different, right? So the tough that we see in, you know, impoverished areas. And, and just to say this too, poverty knows no color. I want to make sure right. I put that That's out great. there. Right. Because not all of our students are African-American right. students. We have Hispanic, we have Asian, we have Caucasian students, and all with the similar poverty backgrounds, with the similar stories, similar situations. So poverty knows no color. However, it's that same spirit it seems to express itself and manifest the same way in people. Mm-hmm. So with that, you have a lot of people who don't know who they are. They don't value themselves. So their toughness is a lot of negative energy. They're displacing their anger and frustration about who they think they are or who they failed to be, their failures, their disappointments. They're projecting that onto their kids, right? They're utilizing what was done to them as a kid. And instead of having that mindset to want to change that trajectory and do something different and change the legacy, they pass on those same behaviors. So a lot of that toughness is more of abuse, whether it's physical, um, verbal, spiritual, emotional, sexual for even some. Um, But my toughness is different. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming with a different toughness. The team comes with a different toughness of we don't accept excuses. God placing you the ability to thrive and to succeed and do well. And we're going to walk with you to do just that. Oh, you didn't do your your homework? No excuse. Pull it out now. You're going to take care of it. So we kind of like, come on. Come on, right. you know, you're going to do it. <laughs> you believe in them so deeply that it's not pity. Exactly. Right? It's, it's like, not pity I at all. That's what pain, I was thinking. But it's not pity yep. because you It's not pity this. at all whatsoever because right. if I did it, 
you can do it. Yeah. I didn't have anybody like a Phyllis or a Dave or a Ebony or a Mark or a Jarrell. I didn't have a Tamika in my life to help me. But God saw you. He cares so much about he, you. He loves you. And he sent these people to help you on this journey. So you are without excuse. And with that, we speak life to them. Mm-hmm. We never come into agreement with a lie. If God don't call you a failure, we're not calling you a failure. If God don't say you're ignorant, we're not calling you ignorant. We tell them how brilliant they are, how amazing they are. We make them say those words to themselves. And even like Faith used the words like, I didn't understand why she was making us say that. I thought it was annoying. But the more I said it, the more I started to believe it. Mm-hmm. I am smart. You know, I am loved. I am. And it's like they start believing that the power of life and death is in the tongue. So if we get them to speak different, they start to believe different. They start to think different. Then we start seeing different outcomes. And so our tough is more of this is how God sees you. We going after it. And we're your army. We're going to get you across this finish line. We ain't going to drop you. We're not going to let you go. We're not going to abandon you. Like, we're about to make some great things happen. And Tamika and Phyllis want their profit sharing check. Amen. Ain't that right, Phyllis? Amen. <laughs> they better be making some money. So some that's point. the difference with the toughness. So that toughness right. is more like, and they know we care. You know, that's what I was that's, thinking too. Yep, that's I think important. They know it comes from a place of love. Yeah. And what has been really cool is to watch, like, right about three quarters of the way through the year, mm-hmm. some other kids that were in the hallway would start to come in, but they were coming in because they wanted to eat. So they would eat and then they would leave. Well, our kids. <laughs> No, no, they were not going to let that happen Uh because we have told them, you eat, you stay. So all of a sudden, we didn't have to say anything to these kids. They were saying it to them. They even wrote it on the board. You eat, you stay. I was like... That was funny. They, <laughs> You've established the culture. Yeah. That's so great. And they love it. Yep. It's pretty awesome. So there's such a through line between your story, Tamika... I think it's incredible. I also think the through line is like traced by the hand of God, right? Mm -hmm. You were able to imagine a different life as a child. And now, so you, you overcame so much and now you're empowering other kids to do the same Mm -hmm. thing. Yes. I just thank both of you for sitting here today with us and sharing your story. I think the, seeing how God is using you is just absolutely remarkable. Oh, and so, thank you, Mike. So thank you for, for listening to God, but you have the courage to follow. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, and, it's, and it's, it's not an easy path that mm-hmm. he chose for you. Right. But you, you, you took it. And Phyllis, and for you and Dave, too, and mm-hmm. to taking time out to spend time with these students, to be open-handed and just sit and listen and learn. Mm-hmm. And it's like you went on this trip with these 21 students. You probably didn't even know super well and for for five days and it's amazing yeah and i, and I think that's where you see impact happen yeah. and i just your love and your humility is just amazing oh thanks mike so thank, thank you, you. Thank mike. you. it's thanks been a gift you guys here, thanks Kristen. thanks for Sweet. having us you have been listening to Kensington Podcast Network In the Weeds with Kristen Pelletier and Mike Nelson. Stay tuned for future episodes. And to learn more about the Kensington Podcast Network, you can visit kensingtonchurch.org listen.